0: There are many ways you can make money with sports cards, including some sneaky ones. And today on Sports Card Investor, we're talking arbitrage. My name is Jeff Wilson. By day, I invest in tech companies. And at night, I invest in sports cards. Join me and my team as we help you profit from the hobby we all love. Before we start the show today, I have to tell you about this because this is insane. This is a case of the brand new 2021 National Treasures Football, and thanks to our official WAC sponsor, Midwest Cards, we are giving every single card in here away for free. This is one of the biggest giveaways to ever happen in the history of the hobby and you can enter right now by going to sportscardinvestor.com and clicking on contest in the main menu bar. This Wednesday on release day, we're gonna be opening up this case and giving the cards away. Enter right now, go to sportscardinvestor.com and click on contest in the main menu bar, then watch our YouTube on Wednesday to see if you won. All right, now on with our regular show. Whoa. Hello, sports card investors, and welcome to a clandestine episode. An episode where we're going to pull the covers back and show you a little bit of the secrets of the sports card hobby. Because over time, I have identified seven different ways that you can take advantage of market inefficiencies, ways that you can flip sports cards for profit if you know where to look. And we are going through those seven ways today. Are you ready? Because we are getting started right off the bat. Here we go. Number one, monitoring the multitude of marketplaces. One of the biggest changes over the last few years with the sports card hobby is that there's a lot more diversity in marketplaces. You had PWCC split up from eBay and create their own marketplace. You had golden auctions gain a ton of steam in the market. You had new marketplaces like MySlabs and Alt Launch. And then you had your traditional auction houses like Pristine and Heritage and others who also caught momentum and fractional marketplaces popped up as well. Those are just some of the many places you can buy and sell sports cards online. But because there are so many choices now, what it means is that oftentimes you can find cards on one marketplace that are selling for what well below what they would sell for on another marketplace. This is particularly true with auctions. Auctions give you the best chance to bid on cards at low prices on one marketplace and then get that auction for a steal and then turn around and flip those cards on other marketplaces. Recently, we've seen some cards at alt and PWCCs weekly auctions, for example, sell for well below eBay comps. So there could be some opportunity to buy and flip there. I know others in the sports card hobby that shop pristine and heritage very closely and pick up deals and then flip those using other marketplaces as well. I recently have done this myself a number of times on Golden auctions. I have found that if you go deep into Golden's catalog, if you go pages and pages deep to look at the items that are down their catalog list. Oftentimes there will be cards in there that may end up selling at Golden's auction for less than you could turn around and sell them for elsewhere. It requires you to be vigilant. It requires you to take the time to look across all of these marketplaces and to understand the market data to really see where these deals lie. And of course, don't forget, that if you're gonna buy something off one marketplace and then try to resell it on another, you are going to pay a fee when reselling it. So you have to be able to make a pretty nice profit margin in order for this strategy to work. But even with that said, every single week, there are opportunities for those who use this strategy to make a profit. Number two, find lots of deals. If you look around, you can find sellers who are selling lots of cards or collections of cards where the individual cards in that collection are worth more than the total price that they are trying to sell the lot for. This can happen for a bunch of different reasons. Sometimes people just wanna get rid of a collection and get quick cash and they're not worried about the individual price of cards. Sometimes that can lead to a really good deal for you. Other times, this may be a collection they've had for a long time or maybe something they inherited or were given as a gift and they don't even know what it's really worth. So that gives you an opportunity to potentially pick up a great deal on an overall collection and then break it up and sell the cards individually. And sometimes it's actually the buyers who are lazy and don't do the homework to look at what the individual cards could be worth if a lot goes to auction. I've had some personal success with this. Back in March of 2021, I bought a lot of Kyler Murray one-of-one cards on Golden Auctions. It was 13 different Kyler Murray one-of-one rookie cards. I paid $7,500 for the lot, but I took the time to estimate out what I thought each of those 13 cards was worth individually and I estimated that it was worth a lot more than $7,500. I don't think most other people took the time to do that, so they just skipped over that item in the auction. I won it for $7,500. I have begun selling and trading all of those cards individually over the course of the last several months, and so far have already accumulated well over $40,000 worth of value for the cards that I paid only $7,500 for in a lot one year ago. Number three, perfect your crossover. There's a lot of opportunity to profit right now by buying gem mint cards from certain grading companies and crossing them over to PSA to hopefully get a gem mint grade. And what I actually recommend is not using PSA's crossover service, but rather actually cracking the cards out of their cases. There's great opportunity with this right now with SGC 10s and CSG 9.5s, which are now being upgraded to 10 with a change to CSG's grading scale. Because SGC and CSG are actually notoriously tough graders and in many cases are grading tougher than PSA is. So if you can get an SGC 10 card, there's a pretty good chance PSA will also award that card a 10. And to show you what I mean, let's look at Anthony Edwards' 2020 Prism Silver card. This card, the gem rate of this card, according to data from gemrate.com, is 46% for PSA. That means that of all of these Anthony Edwards' 2020 Prism Silver submitted to PSA, 46% were given a PSA 10. But the gem rate at SGC is only 18%. Only 18% of these Anthony Edwards 2020 Prism Silver cards were awarded a 10 by SGC. And at CSG, the gem rate is 17%. Now, part of the difference may come down to the fact that there may be some people submitting their best conditioned cards to PSA and some of their lower conditioned cards to the other grading companies because they tend to be less expensive with shorter turnaround times. But I don't think that makes up for the whole difference. The fact of the matter is that SGC and CSG grade very tough and it's oftentimes easier to get a PSA 10. So what does this mean? Well, there's real opportunity because PSA 10s are the king in market price. PSA 10s are always more expensive than these other cards. And you can see what I'm talking about here in market movers with that Anthony Edwards Prism silver card in PSA 10 versus SGC 10. In fact, if we look at the most recent sale of that card in SGC 10, it sold about a week ago for $800. Well, the day prior to that, that same card in PSA 10 sold for $1,112. It's currently $50 to $60 to grade a card with PSA. So you could buy that SGC 10 for $800. You could crack it. You could send it to PSA and pay your grading fee and hope that it comes back at PSA 10, chances are pretty good that it will. And if it does, that's an instant profit for you of over $250. Now there's a little danger with this scenario. Of course, PSA could find some defect in it and decide to give the card a nine, or you could damage the card while cracking it out. So you do have to be careful and you have to understand there is risk in this. But I believe if you can find cards with really large price gaps, between PSA and SGC, and if you are meticulous about cracking them and doing it, and if you do this at scale, I believe there's some real profits to be made there. Be careful, but take advantage of the fact that SGC and CSG grade tough, and really the market is perhaps artificially inflated when it comes to PSA cards comparatively. Number four, arbitrage on eBay. Every single day on eBay, there are cards that are listed for buy it now for less than what they have recently sold for. And if you can find and buy those cards, that's instant profit in terms of the card value. At Sports Card Investor, we make this process easy for you. We've got a couple of great tools to help you with this process. The first is our free sports card investor app, and I'm gonna show you right now how you can use this to find these types of arbitrage opportunities. I've opened the app, and after swiping through several cards, I found my way to this Bob Clemente card from 1959, Roberto Clemente, all-time great baseball player, would love to own some of his cards, and here's your opportunity to own one below market value. Because if you can swipe up, you can see that this card in PSA 3 condition most recently sold for $199. It says that right where it says the most recent average sale. But then if you look below, you can see that there is one of those cards currently for sale on eBay for $149. So that's potentially $50 below what it sold for most recently. Now, if we switch over to look at recent sales, we can see what it went for in several recent sales, including that recent $199 sale that was only about a week ago. Before that, it sold for $164, then $195. There was a $100 sale of the card back in January, but then back in December, it sold for $175. So there have been several sales of this card recently for more than what you could potentially buy this card for right now at just $149. Now, you need to be careful. Whenever you're looking at recent sales, you want to make sure that those sales were legitimate. And from the Sports Card Investor app, you can click right into that sale to look at who the buyer was and what their feedback rating was to make sure it wasn't somebody with really low buyer feedback or a suspicious pattern of bidding. But most of the time, you'll find that these were legitimate sales from legitimate buyers. And that card listing by that dealer, they just simply have it listed too cheap. If you hit that buy it now button, that's immediate opportunity to make some profit. Within Market Movers, we make it even easier because we do this at scale. We have a feature within Market Movers that allows you to find eBay deals across our entire system. And what this looks at is this looks at cards that are currently listed on eBay for an asking price that is below the most recent sale price. So in fact, you can see that Roberto Clemente card right there. It is currently listed at an asking price that is 24.99% below the most recent sale price. And you can scroll down and you can find many, many examples of this all the time, every single day on eBay, where there's opportunity to buy cards for below what the most recent comps were. Now, once again, You've always got to check the recent sales, make sure it wasn't just an outlier. But we make that process easy for you within Market Movers as well, because we allow you to just click the little graph and go immediately to a graph of that card to see when the recent sale was that we're looking at, what the sales before that were, et cetera, and compare that to what these cards are currently selling for. If you look around, and use our tools, there are absolutely steals to be found on eBay every single day. Number five, seek sleepers in the next big set. One pattern that we have seen across the sports card hobby over the last few years is that certain sets or certain types of inserts get really, really hot. They get popular amongst the hobby community and their prices quickly push up and up and up. Perhaps the best example of this is Kaboom cards during the year 2021, last year. Last year, a lot of the sports card hobby was seeing prices fall as we got into the second half of the year, but not Kaboom cards. Most Kaboom cards saw their prices push up and up and up throughout the course of the year last year because Kaboom really caught fire as a popular insert set. But what's interesting, is oftentimes when you see a type of set catch fire, it's the biggest name cards that catch fire first. It's your LeBron James Kaboom, or your Tom Brady Kaboom, or your Kobe Bryant Kaboom are the ones that push upwards first. Those are the ones that start to lead the rest of the market. The secondary players from that set, they then often will follow suit, but there's a delay. It takes those first cards pushing high from the main players in the set, from the biggest names, to start the revolution. And then the secondary players will price correct accordingly as well. This means that if you can stay on top of those trends, you have an opportunity to buy the secondary players of a set when you see the primary players pushing up in value. There was opportunity to do this with Kaboom certainly last year, What's gonna be your next opportunity? Keep an eye on sites like Instagram, see what people are talking about, look at other YouTubers, see what they're hyping, because oftentimes they'll start to identify the trends and there's opportunities for you to slide in and buy cards up for some arbitrage. Number six, exploit ratios. Ratios are when you compare the price multiplier between a player's card in two different grades, or a player's card in two different parallels, or perhaps you're comparing cards across players and looking at the price ratio between one player's cards and another player's cards. And if you pay attention to those ratios, oftentimes you'll find inefficiencies, oftentimes you'll find opportunities where the ratio is off from the norm. Sometimes you can find that a player's PSA 10 is selling for a lot of money, but their PSA 9 is selling for very little. And this could simply be because the PSA 10 has recently gone up in price a lot and the PSA 9s haven't yet adjusted to the market. You often see that when a player's cards get super, super hot, that their PSA 10s are the ones that take off first and some of the lower grades lag behind. That gives you the opportunity sometimes to buy those lower grade cards before the market catches up. This can also sometimes happen with different parallels. If one card of a player takes off, then oftentimes other parallels of that card will eventually catch up in value. And sometimes you can compare across players. Now within Market Movers, we make all of this really easy for you to do, and I'll just show you an example. So here in Market Movers, I brought up a few of the popular cards from the 2020 quarterbacks. So I've got Joe Burrow's 2020 Prism base card in PSA 10, his red, white, and blue card in PSA 10, and his Prism Silver card in PSA 10. And I've got the same cards on the screen from Justin Herbert and from Tua as well. Now, if I go down here in Market Movers to the ratios tab, this is where Market Movers will show me the multiplier between the different cards that I'm looking at in the graph. So for example, Joe Burrow's 2020 Prism Silver PSA 10 is selling for almost nine times what his Prism base card in PSA 10 is. If I look at that same ratio with somebody like Justin Herbert, you can see that Justin Herbert's 2020 Prism silver PSA 10 is selling for about eight and a half times what his base PSA 10 is selling for. And I can see just above that Tua's silver PSA 10 is selling for about 7.9 times what Tua's base PSA 10 is. So there might be a little value with Tua's silver. Because the multiplier of the price of Tua's silver to his base is a little bit less than the multiplier of Justin Herbert's silver to his base and Joe Burrow's silver to his base. Now, oftentimes you do see a bigger multiplier on the more valuable cards. So the fact that Joe Burrow's cards are a little more valuable in general and therefore have a little bit of a bigger multiplier for his higher end silver card, that's not a tremendous surprise. But if Tua gets hot this season, and if his card prices start to go up, this may mean that his silver will actually escalate in value more and more quickly than his base card will. So that could be a potential opportunity. You can look at the same comparison with other cards as well. So for example, if we look at Justin Herbert's red, white, and blue PSA 10 compared to his base in PSA 10, that is a 1.7 difference. If we look at Tua's red, white, and blue compared to his base, That's about a 1.7 difference as well. But if we look at Joe Burrow's red, white, and blue compared to his base, it's only a 1.47 difference, less than one and a half. So I think right now with Joe Burrow, there's a little bit of value to be had with his red, white, and blue. Because compared to his base, the price is lagging compared to the other quarterbacks of his class. If you study ratios like this, and certainly having a tool like Market Movers helps, there's opportunity to exploit the market. Number seven, search the dollar bins. Go to a card show or go to a card shop in your area and you will almost assuredly find that they will have bins of cards that you can buy for a dollar. They might have dollar bins, they might have $5 bins, they might have $10 bins. Sometimes you can find real gems, real opportunities to make immediate profit by searching through those dollar bins. And here's the reason why. Often you know, card dealers deal with a very high volume of cards and oftentimes they'll take big stacks of cards that have a little bit of value But that they don't want to try to price out and sell individually and they'll toss them in a dollar bin and then they'll stay there in those dollar bins at times for months or possibly even years they're not often going back through them to see what cards are in there and comparing them to how the market might have changed on those cards but if you do that you might find a couple of gems And just to give you a couple of recent examples of cards that you could maybe still find in dollar bins today. How about Jordan Poole? Let's take a look at Jordan Poole's 2019 PRISM base card in raw condition. Back in December, this card was legitimately a dollar card. There were sales of this card on eBay for 99 cents. There were a bunch of sales of this card for a couple of bucks. $2, $3, et cetera. So there are absolutely card shops and dealers that put their Jordan Poole base prism cards in dollar bins. And some of them are likely still in there today, but look at what his card prices have done in recent weeks. That is now upwards of a $20 card. Next time you go to a card show, go through the dollar bins and see if you can find this Jordan Poole card. If you do, you can buy a card for a dollar that you can instantly turn around and flip for 20. But it's not just Jordan Poole. There's plenty of players you could do this with. Take for example, Desmond Bain. Before the basketball season started, Desmond Bain's 2020 Prism Silver card was around a $5 card in raw condition. So there are probably many card dealers out there who have this card in $5 bins. Well, recently this card has been selling for as much as $50. And it probably still exists in those $5 bins somewhere. If you find it, you can turn your $5 into an instant $50. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed all of these tips on how you can take advantage of inefficiencies in the sports card market and look for arbitrage opportunities. What other things have you done along these lines? Let me know in the comments below. Of course, all of this takes time and research. You've got to do the homework to find these types of opportunities. And you can use tools like the Sports Card Investor app, which is free in the app store. Just search for Sports Card Investor, as well as Market Movers, which is our paid product to help speed up a lot of that research. And if you want to try Market Movers for free for seven days, you can do that right now by going to sportscardinvestor.com, clicking on Market Movers in the main menu bar and using promo code TRIAL. Guys, if you like this episode, please give us a like, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, and good luck hunting for some awesome car deals. In the meantime, we'll see you back in a couple of days with our next episode. Take care.